Hi, I'm Jeff Gritman. And I'm Kristen Kist. And we're the co-authors of Prison Dad, a series of science fiction short stories. And today we're here to talk about what science fiction movies you may have missed in 2015. Yeah, we watched them, but you might not have heard of them. So we're not going to talk about Star Wars, Jurassic Park, or Ant-Man. So everybody saw those. Yeah, the, we're, we're not talking... Well, most of these went straight to straight to Netflix, and uh, they're still good movies. Oh, yeah. It's not like back in the day when it was like, what, there's an American Psycho 2? Yeah, oh, <laughs> don't watch that. I don't know what William Shatner was thinking, or Mila Kunis for that matter. Oh, yeah, it was Mila Kunis. Yeah, that was a bad mistake. Enough about that. So the first movie we want to talk about was uh, one we just watched the other day, and it's called Cooties. Yeah, this was a fun one. Yeah, science fiction Got comedy Frodo. right up our aisle. Yeah, <laughs> alley, aisle. Yep. It could be an aisle, like a supermarket. Jeff has the word aisle stuck in his head. Because, I do. Because he was using it in a story I and was. was having spelling issues. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, so it's got, um, Frodo. Uh-huh. It's got Dwight Schrute. Yes. Dwight Schrute, uh, Rain Wilson. The and, fabulous uh, Rain Wilson. Uh, uh, Hurley. Yeah, it has Hurley, which is such a, it's so nice to see his little face again Ooh, as a stoner. It. Well, no, he's doing shrooms. A shroom yeah, adult. I think he smoked some, smoked some, smoked some Yeah, he was definitely too. high. In his van. Yeah, he, yeah. He's a good time, though. It's lovely to he's see He's like the security again. guard. It's kind of like... If you have, like, a distant cousin that you only see every few Christmases, yeah. that's my fault. I was like, aw, yeah. it's my friend. Yeah, you totally do. It's got um, Naomi, um, wow, from SNL. We uh, are not good people. No, I just don't remember her name. <laughs> so the movie revolves around, um, it's summer school. So right so elijah wood wants yeah. to he's a writer like us yeah you know, sort of suffering and he's self-published so they make fun of him for that a bunch which we're familiar with because we've been to some conventions where people who are professionally published you know nasim that's right i totally forgot she was in that yeah and um, uh, jack mcbriar who everyone right. knows is kenneth from 30 rock yeah he's, he's adorable he's always great it's a lot of fun so anyway, yeah, so it's summer school. Elijah Wood's this self-published writer. He's living at his mom's house. He is going to teach school to some grade school children. It's his first day on the job. He runs into a girl that he went to high school with that he had a crush on. And we wanted to say really quick that we're going to say no spoilers. We're yeah. not going to spoil any of these movies for you. No. Essentially, this is, is sort of like a zombie idea movie. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's really fun. It's got a very sort of campy, silly tone... So the um, kids, the kids eat uh, bad chicken, and it, it it turns them into uh, zombies. It's great because you, you know the kids they're running around they're on the playground, and they're scratching and biting, and, and the carnage was great yeah, in this movie for kids. Lots of kid blood. carnage. Yeah, and, and they're like kind of like the bad kids because it's summer school, right? So that made it uh, you know kind of more interesting too. Um, so, uh, there was a lot of kids in summer school. Did you, I, did you think there'd be that many kids in summer school? No, but I was always a goody two-shoes. Oh, were you now? Summer school, so I don't really know. I never went to summer school either. Yeah, I don't don't really know what happens in summer school. I could ask, probably some of my family members might know. Not my mom and dad, but some (laughs) of them. So, uh, yeah, what we want to say is if you like, um, you know, you like science fiction comedy, 
Not only should you check out our book at www.prisondad.com, you should definitely check out Cooties. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. If you like Zombievers, this would be right up your alley, yes, which is another really fun movie you might not have heard of, but John Mayer makes a cameo in it, and it's about, obviously, zombie beavers, so that's fun, too. Um, that wasn't on our list, but I'm just throwing it out there. If yeah, you, I think If you're bored on a Friday year. night. Um, or even if you're not movie. bored and you want to have your friends over, Zombievers is streaming on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Check that out. But Cooties, what we were talking about, we got the disc from Netflix. So right. if you have a disc plan, there you go. I'm pretty sure it's on um, Comcast and Files On Demand. So you should be uh, definitely be able to find it. Uh, CanIStreamIt.com will always tell you where you can find stuff, too. Oh, my. That kind of sounds like an intriguing website. Anyway. Can I stream it? Mm-hmm. Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> So the next thing we're talking about is a movie that we thought was going to be funnier than it actually was. Mm-hmm. And it's called The Final Girls. Or yeah. just Final Girls. Fi- yeah, just Final Girls. Yeah, but, you know, I thought it was kind of fun. I mean, especially if, if you like, you know, Jason mm-hmm. and Freddy and, like, old slasher flicks yeah, from the 80s. The slasher spoof. It was, it was kind of fun and campy and goofy. And, you know, it was kind of like this fantasy of a girl... Getting to be in the movie, you know, that her mother was in in the 80s. Her mother was in this famous slasher film, and she, um, they, they go, there's a party to go, to go see, see the movie, and they get sucked into the movie, of course. Right. Through a bizarre series of events, and, uh, you know, probably drug related, et cetera, et cetera. So they're in the movie, and they know what's going to happen, they know where everybody's going to die, and they're trying to change everybody's fates, and... You can't ever change fate in those movies, so... No, it just has to happen. And I'd have to say my favorite part of this movie was um, Adam from Workaholics character. Yeah, he was because great! Because he's such a goofball. Like, he try, he's he's so supposed perfect. to be playing, like, this sexy guy that everyone wants to hook up with, but it's Adam, so, like, and he's goofy and a dork, but he's so funny. Like, he was just... He was the best. To me, he was my favorite part of the movie. Cause he was, he was the up. best character, and but the ending I thought was awesome. We don't want to give it away, but the ending... Right, the ending is fun. Yeah, because... It's, you know what? It's a fun movie, and especially if, if you like old slasher flicks, it yeah. definitely will crack you up because it's got all, like, the tropes and then people sort of trying to break them over, open. It's very meta, meta. you know, as people meta. say in the English literature community. Oh, yeah. Meta. Mm. Yeah, Stephen King makes some of meta, too. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Final Girls. Uh, if you like slasher films, go check it out. Very cool. It's got a little last action hero vibe to it. Mm-hmm. You know, to yeah. as far as they get sucked into the the movie and so forth. Well, I guess right. Arnold gets sucked out of the movie. Or do they oh, first? Wow. <laughs> I can't say anything right, can I? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> my podcast. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. The next, next up the next is movie. an Arnold movie called Maggie, which we discussed briefly on our last podcast. This is me, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right, yeah. So we, we brought Arnold back here, you know, to, to help us out with the... Yes. You know, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Good. Oh, all right. All right. All right. Wrong. Okay, now, anyway, <laughs> enough about Arnold. So uh, we, we briefly discussed this in our last podcast. We like Maggie. Um, if you're hoping for any kind of laugh whatsoever, don't. 
Yeah, and if you're serious. hoping to be really scared, it's not really a scary movie. No, it's, it's a drama. Right. But it's a zombie movie. Right, it's a zombie movie, but I, it was really beautifully done. I, I really yeah. enjoyed it, and I found it, like, Arnold, it was a very much a departure from anything I've seen him do before, because yeah. he was serious, but it was, like, effective. It wasn't corny. Mm-hmm. He just really came across as, like a, like, a dad. Like, you felt his pain, and... Um, They're in a small town, and the, the zombie outbreak, it's not like your traditional zombies where you get, like, scratched, and what, like what, and when you get scratched, you know, you, like, pretty much immediately turn, or bit, you know, you immediately right. turn. In this case, it is a slow process of, of getting turned. Right. Um, and, and painful. Several months, for, painful, for yeah. For the family members and for the person that's going through it, um... And Abigail Breslin was fantastic That's in it. I just, I re- you know, it's it's just a, it was a really cool movie and it wasn't at all what I expected. So if you never heard of it, give it a shot. You know, it's, it's actually pretty good. Yeah, it was, yeah, if you like, you know, if you like, you know, the kind of science fiction, like drama. Right. You know, like, definitely, definitely check it out. Another one that was, um, had a couple laughs in it, but was very serious that, that we both enjoyed was Z for Zachariah. Now, sp- this is not a spoiler, but there's no reason why this movie was called Z for Zachariah. There's yes. no Zachariah. I no. kept trying to figure out, like, who yeah. the heck were they talking about? We probably should have Googled out what the name was before we did this, but... Yeah, they'll probably, it'll probably uh. be some sort of... No, because I swear we did. I thought we looked on IMDb and oh, they were really? like, no, there's no Zachariah. Was it, yeah. What was interesting is that there's just, like, three people... Oh, this was the one with Chris Pine. Yes. Yeah, right, okay. Yes, yeah, so... We watched so many movies, I'm sorry. <laughs> We have a, a young lady living alone in this valley, which seemed to be, like, untouched from, like, the nuclear um, apocalypse that happened outside. And everyone's dead. Right. They don't really explain, like, what happened. No. Which it's I'm, one of I'm kind movies. of okay with that. Because, it's all right. you know, if there's a total media blackout, you know, and if, if the power's gone and happen so quick, you may not know what happened. Now, she does know that there's fallout. Right. You know, she does know that. Because she stays in a certain area where it's somehow still green nuclear and there's clean water. Fallout, the yeah, has not, has not traversed. Mm-hmm. And her family had been with her, but they have gone They out went out to, to get supplies and they never came back. Right. So it's just her and her dog. And so they, they meet one guy and he, he moves in, they get cozy, and then, you know, Chris Pine shows up and he's Captain fucking well, no, Kirk. first... Isn't it Chuatil Ejiofor that shows up first? Yeah, he showed up first, and they he get kind of cozy. Okay. I said that. And Sorry. then Chris Pine shows up, and there's a bit of jealousy, a little bit of man rage you know, going on between the two, because you know, there's the one girl, and they're both trying to impress her. And, and neither of them is things. Zachariah, <laughs> just to point it out. There's, there is no Zachariah. So we're dealing with a lot of like you know post-apocalyptic themes here of like you know working together, working against each other, sabotaging... You know, and so forth and so on. And, you know, all around it, it was a good story. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, like, really about, end, like, like, human nature. Yeah. Um, and how, like, e- you know, even if there's so few of us left, we can still be dicks. I mean, <laughs> you know, kind of, it was kind of like a little bit of, you know, Cormac McCarthy Road type vibe going on because there was, like, was almost just nobody left. And, and no dialogue really for such a long time, you yeah, know. Just and really, it was like, just really, like, lonely and people right. trying to find someone to you know, stick with in this world. So, you know, it was interesting. It was was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I I enjoyed it. That's my, that's like my kind of movie. Um, now this is my kind of movie that we're the next one is, was amazing. Flat out amazing. And most, most of these titles, 
I think are not on like Netflix streaming, but you know, always checking out Amazon or whatever. We got we got most of these through disc through Netflix. But his next one was a hysterical take on vampires, and it's called What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah, it's so much fun. It's the guys from Flight of the Concords. Yeah, well, the um, one guy Jermaine, Jermaine Clement from um, um, Flight of the Concords, and what we're dealing with here is they're talking about. It's a doc- fake documentary right. about them being vampires. Right, and there's werewolves and other creatures too, but um, mostly it's about them. They were created in different ages, so they have like a really ancient like, you know, vampire that lives in the basement. He's yeah. kind of like Nosferatu. He's like your old school. He doesn't talk. He just yeah, kind of... he's just very pasty. But he has created... Some of the vampires live in the house. I'm not sure if it was all of them. Um, no, they all live there. They all live together. No, they all live together, but I don't know if he created all of them. Because he, he did create the middle guy that was yeah. like the 1800s vampire, but I don't know if he created the like other older vamp that was... Regardless, yeah. It's, but anyway, it's they all live together. They're like roommates, so it's like this whole setup where they're like being annoyed at each other because well, part the real world, one, part yeah, like, like the youngest one doesn't wash the dishes and leaves bodies around. And there's like, this awesome line that we we say. Do you want to say it? Uh, that we've, yeah, we've been sure. quoting. It's not a spoiler or anything, but but we've been quoting it nonstop since so we saw us a couple months ago. The vampires ago. are talking about why do they only, why do they prefer to eat virgins? Right, right. Why is virgin blood the best as opposed right. to, you know, uh, other non-virgin blood? And and the Jermaine res- goes. The response that they give is, it's kind of like if you eat a sandwich. You know, you don't want to eat a sandwich after somebody's fucked it. <laughs> <laughs> It was so great because you don't really expect him to say that. And like, of course, it was like at the moment, like I got up to like go into the kitchen to like get another beer, and like I just hear that, and I yeah. But it's, I, it was it's a really fun movie. Um, yeah, so like it's sort of like a cross between like the real world or like watching like you know any of those reality know. shows. Where yeah, the or people great live gardens. Together. Like yeah, like it's oh, sort of yeah, like okay, just yeah. a just a mashup of like their home and what it's like to live and be vampires. And, right. You know, the documentarians don't say anything, no. but they're sort of there. They're there. You see them off camera you know, and stuff they, like that. Holding mics situa- and yeah, stuff. Yeah, in, in dire situations with yeah. werewolves and things like that where, you know, maybe not all of them make it. But um, but it's a lot of fun. It's really silly. Um, it just sort of makes fun of all, like, the scary movie, like, tropes, but, yeah. you know, in a different and inventive way. And, and you I know, they're, they're living it. in a world where there are, there are vampire hunters. Right. And there are all these other things, but they're looking at it like... We would watch a reality show in like our like our day and age because right. there's like the confessionals and there's yeah all those things and the, right and they're sharing like their own personal stories of how they became vampires and the issues they have with it you know like they're getting dressed to go out and none of them can see themselves in the mirror <laughs> so they you know and they all want to dress in like their time period but it doesn't really make sense no. they, and they won't let them into bars because they look weird and right it's just it's a, it's a really fun like silly funny movie. Yeah, we we definitely recommend it uh, if you haven't seen it. Uh, this next one, I I I liked a lot. Um, it was it was really interesting. It was a movie called Time Lapse. So the concept here with Time Lapse is that they there's like these uh, three friends. They live in this apartment complex, and they discover a neighbor who passed away, but he has this camera in his house that's taking pictures. 12 hours into the future all the time. So they can, but the camera is pointed at their place. 
so they can see what they're doing 12 hours in the future. So they have to do things to make sure that they're in specific positions and and so forth and so on. So you can you can imagine what, what's going on here is like one guy you know he, he knows to like hold up the paper, so he knew to get like the sports betting things, and then you know some people catch on to him how he keeps betting correctly and. They're seeing all this other stuff. And the other and, guy's a painter, and he had lost his inspiration, but he sees himself painting in the camera, so he starts painting again. But he can only paint based upon what he sees. Right. Um, it, this was a neat one, and I thought it was kind of funny, too, because in the end, they talked about how they created it. So I really like the behind-the-scenes part of this one, so if you, get a, if you get it a Netflix DVD... Hopefully they'd share yeah, that that's part where we with you because it was right. really cool. They showed them, you know, creating the camera and talking about writing the movie. The story writing in this one was really impressive. Right. I think they kept it very tight. They had to shoot um, it backwards. Right, and so they show, like, how they storyboarded it. But it was it was a very well-written, like, very tight, uh, tightly paced movie. Um, and the funny thing is, too, is the guys, after they had written it and created the movie, found out that there was a Twilight Zone episode that sort of has the same <laughs> theme, which I'm familiar with. I'm obsessed with the Twilight Zone. But it was a really cool, like, clever, individual take on that same sort of idea, like, what would happen if you had a camera that showed you the future? Um, would you be able to stop things from happening, or, or would you understand things better? Or is it just sort of like, you you know, you go through your life and you can't really stop things that are supposed to happen it's an interesting question i was thinking that um chappelle show where he has like the camcorder and he points at the mirror and it's like it's gonna like one button like shows him like you know his true self and he's all like jacked <laughs> and then it shows him like it shows it like the last person you slept with and it's like an old lady he's like, i gotta stop drinking <laughs> And then the next thing is, like, it shows where he'll be in, like, 20 years. And then the third, that it shows him, like, on, like, uh, what was that show? It was so popular at the time. It was, like, on TV, TRL. Fear Factor. Oh, TRL. He's on TRL, and he's all old. He's like, I'm Dave Chappelle. (laughs) You guys remember me, right? I'm rich, bitch. So, um. Dave Chappelle. That's that's what it reminded me. Oh, I know. I know. I know. It's so funny. But, I mean, that's hard to keep being funny all the time. Yeah. Um... So we have another one to talk about. This one isn't necessarily science fiction. Or necessarily funny, but it's interesting. But it... So we like Fargo a lot. Right. The movie and and the TV show. Now, granted, what kind of lets us in there is is the aliens that showed up on on the last season of Fargo. Which we never really explained. No, the Fargo TV show definitely has, like, science fiction More science fiction than the the movie, movie you know. But... Right. uh, So this movie... And, um, I don't know, you want to... Yeah, so Kumiko Treasure Hunter, it's really interesting. It's about this woman in Japan who finds a copy of Fargo, the DVD, in this cave. And someone's put it there. But she, it's, because it's been in this cave, it's it's damaged. And so you can only see parts of the movie, you can't see the whole thing. But she she watches it almost obsessively because she sort of has this sad middle-aged life where she's in her early 30s and working sort of as like a secretarial administrative job. And she wants to be a treasure hunter. Right. And her mother keeps calling to ask like, when is she getting married? And her boss is giving her a hard time because she's not married. And, you know, you just feel, I felt for this woman because it's definitely a common thing that 30, single 30 something women have to sort of deal with in society. But for her, it was even like exacerbated because it seemed like everybody was just asking her like, what are you doing with your life? What's your point? Um, so she gets obsessed with watching Fargo and believes that the treasure, 
which is actually just the suitcase full of money that Steve Buscemi leaves in, um, you know, out by a fence post in the snow, is real and that she can get it. Now, obviously, you know, when you watch Fargo, it always says in the beginning it's a true story um, or it's based on a true story. I would say loosely based because I've actually looked up the story behind it and it it's not really the same story at all. But, um, you know, someone did kill their wife and put her in a wood chipper, but it's had nothing to do with the other things that go on in that story. It's a fabulous movie still, but I wouldn't really say it's an actual true story that they, you know, factually, you know, corroborated everything in. So this, this movie is about this woman and she wants to come to America and she wants to find the large sum of stolen money at the end of Fargo, find it, dig it up. And, you know, she thinks she found a treasure map here. Right. But you know, we all know that that's not real. It's just a movie, and everybody yeah. keeps trying to tell her, like, so she, you know, she ends up trying to go and fulfill her dream. But right. it's, it's a really interesting Bunzo. sort of... Yeah, she has a bunny named Bunzo. Bunzo. <laughs> um, it's interesting Which, if I ever sad. become a male stripper, my name will be Bunzo. Bunzo. Just want to let you know that. <laughs> I think I'll probably have to lose, like, 50 pounds, get jacked, and... <laughs> Okay. Quit my day job. Uh, Jeff's just sharing some of his 2016 resolutions with you right now. Oh, and what are yours? <laughs> just kidding. Um, I don't, I've always wanted to go to Greece, but I, I don't think I can do that. To, actually, my <laughs> plan for this year is really to just get my finances in order and also to find a way to, uh, you know. No. Yeah, just ru- run away from my student loans. Oh. From, Navient. Oh, <laughs> and finish another book. Yes. Yes. Which we will. <laughs> so I want to talk about a movie we watched this year called In Your Eyes. So In Your Eyes, uh, we think it might have came out in 2014, but we definitely watched it this year. I only ever met one other person that watched it beside us. It's written by Josh Whedon. It's awesome. Which is pretty cool because, you know, he... he it's so torn up, you know, with the Avengers and stuff like that, that it's good to see him go back to his, like, indie kind of sci-fi roots. In Your Eyes was great. It was about two people living on opposite sides of the country in completely different lives, and they're telepathically linked. And they're dealing with, you know, she's in a crappy marriage, he's just got a... Yes, yeah. Yeah. And um, and the, the their connection... That you know just can't be broken because they 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 grow really close to each other. Yeah, it's it's really a a lovely movie, and we I we enjoyed it a lot. Um, I had never even knew it existed until it showed up on like an advertisement for some other movie we were watching, and we were like, "What? What is this?" Um, but it's it's really lovely. I mean, it's it's sort of like sad and heart wrenching, and also just like honest and. Yeah sweet um and it didn't really have cool any of the normal story. whedon like people like that he he puts in in movies like no one no, i can think Zoe of kazan who usually annoys me but she was really good in this and jennifer gray post nose job which i just still can't get over <laughs> her face um and nikki reed obviously from twilight um yes obviously from twilight for all the twilight fans out there just because D- jeff never saw me? it <laughs> He has he has an objection to sparkly vampires. Um, so sorry, but it was great. It's on streaming on Netflix. Uh, check it out. Two hours, great. It had your your Whedon humor. It had you know your sci fi aspect. It had a great ending. Yeah, it it's was, just it a really a great lovely movie. story. Again, like very good storytelling, very good writing. Now we're going to talk about a movie 
you shouldn't see that came out last year. Oh yeah. And we're going to spoil this movie because it so, sucks. It sucks so bad. It. We're going to explain to you why it sucks so bad, and hopefully, you just won't go see it. Right? So yeah, if you had any interest in seeing Predestination, I would say don't see it. Don't see if Predestination. You still really want to see it because Ethan Hawke is somehow sexually attractive to you, which I can't understand because he still looks like he has '90s grease in his hair. Yeah. Um. <laughs> then turn this podcast off now so we don't spoil it for you, but we're warning you one last time that you really should find a better way to spend your evening, and mm-hmm. that would include, like, washing your toilets with your own toothbrush, wow. actually. Yeah, 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 I, yeah definitely, definitely. Like, if it, if it snows... You know, get out there with a shoe to clean your your walkways and driveway because... Just not watch this That movie. would be a better use Because, you know, it's not only that you aren't wasting your two hours to watch the movie... It's that it's that feeling after the movie that you're just like, oh, what the hell did we just do? It's like seeing Alexander in the theater. I'll never forgive my brother. Yeah. I'll never. No. It's been like 15 years. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, with Predestination, we, we were looking at a movie where Ethan Hawke is his own father, mother... And child. child. Which just biologically, like, there's no way that that could ever be true. Just, like, I know you're supposed to suspend your disbelief a little bit in a sci-fi movie, but, like, biologically, if you are a hermaphrodite, Mm -hmm. you typically cannot have children at all, Mm -hmm. never mind have both gender attributes working at the same time and correctly. So Ethan Hawke is jumping back and into time uh, so many times he he forgot about and he claims he's losing himself with every jump well you really lost my intention and they marketed this movie as this year's looper all right looper wasn't that great of a movie you know it had a good concept but then who knows what happened better than this movie oh my god because the thing about this movie is it sets itself up to be like a mystery so the whole time you're trying to figure out like who's this mysterious woman who is this cop that keeps traveling back in time to yeah. try to stop something bad from happening? Something and something bad is going to happen, but they won't tell us ever right. what it is. They're like, "Oh, I got to stop it! I got to stop what's happening." And who's the old man? And it's just like it's annoying because you're like, "Wait, there has to be some answer to all this." And then in the end, it's like not an answer. It's like it's like a really bizarre, you know, loop. That makes absolutely no, no sense. sense. If, I, it's not just a time loop. It's a biological loop that could not possibly make sense. I sat down and tried to write it out, and you know what? I gave myself a headache. Because it didn't make any sense whatsoever. No, and it's not even fun to watch. It's no. like It's annoying. And then it like doesn't make sense. Like, how could he be in the same place at the same time and like fall in love with himself mm-hmm. and then have a baby that is himself like it just it right cuz it shows them like sense. dating and falling in love right but and it, then you find but out he like he doesn't recognize it, that it's him but it doesn't look like him she didn't recognize it was him like and just, he didn't recognize her but it was her her she was him and no whatever you do if this if this is like the next disc in your Netflix queue and showed up at your house simply just just open it up put it back in the container Seal it up, put it back in the goddamn mailbox. Yeah, it was just really annoying. Even if you like transgender storylines, there are so many better movies out there that cover that topic in a way that's coherent and not obnoxious and annoying. I almost feel like they're like, oh, transgender is such a hot topic right now. Let's make a transgender science fiction movie. Well, guess what? Someone that's so narcissistic that they can only fall in love with themselves as a chick. 
Like, right. Basically, this movie is all about how Ethan Hawke would rather masturbate because he's in love with himself <laughs> than ever interact with anyone else in society. So if that's, if that's something that turns you on, then I guess maybe you still want to watch this, but I can't imagine why. We're getting fired up over here. <laughs> so I guess that concludes it for this week. I hope you enjoyed listening to us. So once again, the movies that we covered that we want you to watch are Cooties, The Final Girls, Maggie, Z for Zachariah, What We Do in the Shadows, Time Lapse, Kimiko Treasure Hunter, In Your Eyes, and Whatever You Do, Don't don't Watch watch Predestination. Predestination. Might as well even watch Scream on MTV, because that's even slightly better, but not by much. Wait, they made like a TV show? Oh yeah. How is that going? No. For real? It's pretty lame. It's but TV. it's better than this. <laughs> better than Predestination. And we know this was just movies that we were talking about, but we want to say it. the best science fiction on television right now is Ash vs. Evil Dead. Oh yeah, we just it watched just, some more episodes. Oh, yeah, of that we just tonight. finished it's it out. So we were a couple fun. behind, and it was it. Every second of it is just can't look away. Just excellent TV writing, so effects. Yeah, Bruce you, Campbell. If you listen to our presentation that we did at the um, Chessie Con, you know how much we really like the Evil Dead. But this just, it, it really is on par and even better than than those films because it's mm-hmm. so much fun. It right. can't be, it's so gory and bloody, yeah, but so in like the, a hilarious way. And they gave it's themselves so much fun to watch. three extra days of shooting. Just to add more gore to the finale. Yeah. Because it's... It's really fun. And, of course, Zena's in it, so Lucy yeah. Lawless. Yeah, <laughs> Lucy Law is great. You know, Galactica and Zena. <laughs> and Bruce Campbell's great. And everyone else is pretty much a, a, a first unknown, time. I yeah, guess, unknown. they're yeah, great. Them up. I mean, they're... It's, you know, Everybody's awesome. It, they're the just whole all cast. bringing in. And they're all having so much fun, you can tell. So even, like, a character they bring in and they get killed five minutes later is even casted well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's so. really... Yeah, it's just... It's really great. It's a really good time. It's ten episodes. They're half hour each. It's on stars. Yes, it's on stars. So since the season just ended, it'll probably be hitting discs sometime in the next couple months. So might be a good thing to buy someone for St. Patrick's Day present. Why not Arbor Day? Maybe um, Memorial Day. Uh, that's that's a little grim thinking about soldiers and all that blood. I don't know. They might not appreciate that. I'm just naming holidays. Fair enough, friend. Fine. I'll buy it for you for Arbor Day. <laughs> Thank you very much. No problem. And um, for anyone that's not familiar, Evil Dead is not a scary movies. Um, it's obviously sort of like a movie about demons that inhabit flesh and bring it back to life, but it's done in a very like funny way. B-movie. It's, it's, it's a gory, B-movie. but it's, yeah. not, it's not meant to be scary. You're not going to have... Check well, you might have nightmares. I don't know. But really, it's not no. meant for that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, but de- definitely check out Ash vs. Evil Dead. So mm-hmm. uh, thanks a lot. So uh, remember to check out our website where we have free short stories. We have other podcasts and um, two-sentence stories. Lots of fun stuff at www.prisondad.com. Check out our book series. We have three volumes out right now. We did some writing tonight. And uh, have a good week. Yeah, Happy New Year. Happy New Year.